You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday the 13th of July 2018. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us today, as usual, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. Another uh, difficult week, it would seem, for the uh, precious metals markets. Uh, some of the stocks we are involved with, not so much, but... Uh, it, it, it could have been a lot better. No doubt about that, my friend. As we record here just before 9 a.m. on Friday, uh, we are clinging to support. I think just about anybody could draw a trend line that begins at the bear market lows back in uh, December 2015 and connect them with the lows of December 2016 and extend it on out. And it's about at 1240 is where you find that line. And that is right where we find price today. Um, I don't know, Eric. Do you put much stock in technicals like that? Does that mean much to you? No, the, it doesn't. And uh, but the thing about the technicals is, if you assume that the uh, the markets are abused, which I think they are, of course, uh, what happens is you you always have to to break through the low so that every hedge fund and speculator out there wants to get short gold. Uh, if you're the guy, uh, you know, working the strings here. And, of course, it worked when it went up. It looked like it was breaking breaking out, and all of a sudden it collapses. And I would suspect that, yeah, take it down below support. Everyone knows it's going down, and you get the flush. And, you know, the rinse, uh, wash, and repeat has been done again, and uh, away we go. So that's I, I don't – I think that there's forces at work that don't allow the technicals um, to be a true uh, representation of what's going to happen in the future. Yes, that's a good point. And obviously the banks use that against folks, too. Uh, it may lead to even lower prices. We'll just have to wait and see. And I think that's an excellent time to point out something new. We have at SprottMoney.com called Eric's Pick of the Month. I assume we're referring to you. Must, must be. You must be the Eric. All right. So anyway, <laughs> your pick this month is a one-ounce gold maple leaf coin. How about that? Random years. You can buy them. For just thirty-five bucks over spot, so one ounce gold maple leaf for thirty-five dollars over spot—that's a pretty good deal, uh, especially if Sprott, 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 Spot, Sprott, Spot. Please call eight 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 six one zero seven seven five or visit SprottMoney.com for more info. Um, Eric, I do want to kind of segue from technicals to fundamentals. I thought this was some fun information that uh, that you would enjoy and maybe everybody else out there. I saw an article late yesterday from. Uh, the gentleman that runs that site, Small Gold, he's usually on top of sovereign demand. Let me hit you with this. So far, year to date, the country of India through April, four months this year, has imported 2,900 metric tons of silver. They imported just in April 902, 902 metric tons in a month. Again, that gives them 2,900 through April. At that run rate, that puts them on a pace for 8,700 metric tons, which is about 275 million ounces this year, which is fully a third of global mine supply. So you've got one country importing a third of global mine supply and the price falling. Right. Right. It makes no sense. And, of course... And that's probably up from maybe maybe they did twenty percent last year or something. And you you always say to yourself, well, how can somebody come in and buy an extra you know ten percent of a commodity and the price go down? Uh, particularly when that commodity's um, 
supply really is not changing. In fact, I think it might even be going down. So again, it shows the the disagreement of the irony of the physical markets versus the paper market, uh, that some somebody's able to just buy that much of a product and um, it's not reflected in the um, in the paper determined price. So, I mean, that, that data is wonderful and I, I hope it carries on because sooner or later it will play out in the, in the paper markets. Maybe we'll get India to buy 100% of mine supply and see how low price falls on that one. Oh my! Okay, so all we, we get a little bit that way. We get kind of jaded, don't yeah. we? That we can keep looking at this information. It's all good, and somehow, miraculously, it's like us looking at the EFPs, the exchange for physicals. Right. And you, you probably got two or three years' supplies gone over to London for demanding physical delivery, and we're supposed to believe that it was delivered. Which I, I don't know what happened to that stuff, but it's just—it's crazy trying to analyze in a fundamental way the gold and silver markets. Yeah. But it's not just silver that's having a tough time or, or gold that's down. All commodities uh, are really getting worked over at this point. Copper, Eric, I'm sure you've noticed, is down nearly 20% in just the last month. Uh, do you relate a lot of this back to the, the growing trade wars, or what do you think's going on? What do I th- well, I'll tell you what I think is probably going on. You know, when we look at the bank earnings, they say, well, we need volatility in markets to make money. And you've got to read through that. Well, why do you need volatility? Well, because we're going to get you one way or the other, okay? Right. And if we can get something to go up, great. If we can get something to go down, great. And would I imagine that the banks are on the other side of the trade? Yes, I would. And do they have the money to pull it off? Yes, they do. Because, quite frankly, maybe there's really hardly any physical copper trade. There's all just paper anyway. So if you've got unlimited uh, pockets... You, know, you can make things do whatever you want over a very short-term basis. So we got, uh, and let's not forget that oil had this huge rally. Now it's crashing again. And I would think that this is part of the uh, the makeup of what the the banks like to orchestrate in order to keep their earnings up. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, although I, I would say this, I mean, the trade war is not good for anything, although it doesn't seem to bother the stock market for some bizarre reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it affects real things. Um but it, the copper demand would be impacted if all of a sudden trade shrinks. There's no, of that, there's no doubt. So in that sense, there's some um, reality to the move in copper. Well, there is a limited supply of things, no doubt about that. Uh, there's some interesting talk this week about the idea of peak gold. Do you want to discuss that for a minute? Sure. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing it out is I see a lot of articles about it. Uh, and I, as we get the production results for some of the major companies, we realize they're having a tough time increasing production. Uh, you have the South African production goes down every year. They used to supply like 30 and 40 percent of the world's gold. Uh, I think they're down to like 5 percent now. Uh, the unions are demanding great wage increases. Most of the companies producing gold in South Africa are losing money. So you may very well get a, a strike there, um, which would take more supply out. So I think it's becoming a um, a bigger and bigger feature that the, the big companies are talking to this because it's the big companies uh, that are having a very difficult time increasing production. And there's been some great write-ups done on, uh, you know, we consume um, uh, 80 million ounces of uh, gold in a year, but we don't find 80 million ounces of gold in a year. The, the big discoveries are long gone. We used to, back in 
20 and 30 years ago, we used to find like a 50 million ounce deposit every year. Uh, we haven't found any. We don't find 30 million ounce deposits. We're having a tough time finding 10 million ounce deposits. So sooner or later, if you don't keep finding it, you're not going to be able to produce it. So I think there's some uh, truth in the, the peak gold theory. Not that, it, not that that would change the price uh, in the paper markets, of course, right, because right. the paper markets are the paper <clears throat> markets. But I think uh, when, when the day comes that uh, uh, the, the physical markets take over, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, as long as the banks still have the ability to create digital gold, you know, all forms of synthetic gold and unallocated gold, um, I guess who needs to find the real thing, right? Well, maybe if, maybe all the governments will outlaw gold ownership, right? You can do that again, <laughs> as, sure. As as Iran is trying to do, as their currency's depreciating quickly, and everyone's trying to buy gold. And the next thing you know, the government says, "Well, you can't buy gold." You know, anyway, that you, you know that that could happen. Uh, yes, not that there's any uh, historical precedent for something like that. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, there is. Uh, you know, you mentioned though there are ways to make money even when the. Uh, when the prices are falling down, going down, it's just a lot more difficult. It's a lot more challenging. You got to do your homework. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats, but you can still find a boat to sail on even when the tide's going out. Uh, I'd love to ask you about some of the news uh, from Kirkland Lake this week because sure. uh, of your involvement there as the chairman of the board. Yeah. Anything you can add to what was announced? I will. But you know, one of the interesting things is I was looking at the five best performing gold stocks on Kitco yesterday. And I, I was sort of interested that I've had my eye on four of them. I only own one. One was Kirkland. Um, but Asanka was there. Oceana was there. Uh, there was another one whose name I'm forgetting right now. Um, but uh, they were all companies that I kind of had my eye on. As, well, it looks like things are doing well, and they were all up about 3%, including uh, Kirkland. Uh, Kirkland, I guess, was up because we did announce our production uh, early this week. We produced roughly 165,000 ounces in the quarter, up from 148 in the first quarter. Uh, the 165, I mean, it's an annualized rate of 660. Um, we should be doing better in the second half of the year as we get into some of the higher grade uh, swan zone in the, at the Fosterville mine. So, um, I mean, the stock is uh, within, I think, about uh, 12 cents of its all-time high of 29.99 here so there are ways to to make money in this market if you can find uh, some company that's that's bucking the trend here so um, and I the stocks have acted pretty well in the face of this it's a rather sharp decline the more I think about it you know we gone from 1350 to 1250 or 1360 to 1250 that's yeah that hurts a lot of guys earnings uh, including Kirkland Lake for that matter um, but some of the companies are able to, to offset that with uh, with higher production and the and the hope for higher production. So there are um, there are things to, to that have done well in the precious metal area. Yep, <clears throat> no doubt about it. And it's always good to buy low and sell high. We've certainly all had our opportunity the last few years to buy high, uh, and now you've got an opportunity to uh, add at what are really prices that are now down near the all-in production cost and that kind of thing. And to that end, sure. I've got one more offer for everybody before they uh, before they leave uh, Sprott Money. You want to stop by, look at the inventory we have there, because there is a Royal Canadian Mint 10-ounce silver bar. So you can get a one. It's a 10-ounce bar. These are handy. They're nice. They stack, all that kind of stuff. Very special price just this weekend. 
Visit SprottMoney.com or call 888-861-0775 for more details on this limited quantity offer. Eric, uh, let's hope we have some better news to discuss next week. But for now, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that we can turn the ship around sometimes. Well, it's not all bad. I mean, there's some good things happening to some of the stocks, and it's unfortunate that uh, gold and silver aren't making it very easy. But uh, there's lots of reasons to think that that could turn around Um, We've had the uh, the rinse cycle here, so let's hope it's, it's about ready to end. Let's do it. All right, my friend, from here, I will give you the rest of the day off, and I uh, look hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Craig. All the best. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs> 